welcome to episode 36 of In The Saddle Podcast. I'm Mark Horosky and I'll be hosting this podcast. And today I'm joined by our main man, the man in form, Chris Loder. And in this episode, we'll be looking to find the best bets from Haydock, Ascot and Kempton. Get things started, Chris. Did your nap win today? Is that five in a row now? Uh, it would actually be four in a row and it's still to go. We were recording this um with the race still to go, it doesn't go for another couple of hours yet. So, uh, yeah, we'll be cheering on. But if it does win, I think it could go favourite for the Cambridgeshire Handicap at Newmarket. So it's definitely one to uh, keep an eye on. And if you want to go and, and get involved in the Cambridgeshire, well, I think you'll be too late because when this podcast comes out, probably be uh, a smash-up job in the anti-post markets. So the anti-post punters need to be quick. As soon as this episode goes out, they need to be hoovering up that value. But listen, let's crack on. Um, obviously, we're going to have a look at Saturday's action, and we've just picked out the top races. We're going to have a look at Haydock to start with, um, which most of the cars sponsored by Betfair. Um, obviously, one thing we need to take into, into consideration is the ground. It looks like it's going heavy, soft to heavy in places. Um, first race we're going to look at is the 145 Group 3 Betfair Superior Mile Stakes. Roger Varian's Colosi leads the betting at 11 to 4. Are we with this one, Chris, or are we against him? It's a very tricky race to assess, I thought. Um, I can see why the, the first two, Colosi and my Oberon, are at the top of the market. You know, they're the improving three year olds. Colosi uh, was um, the Britain handicap winner. When he won very impressively, and that form is actually very good. A lot of horses in that race have come out and done really well since. So it is quite a strong race. He then went to uh, Glorious Goodwood, where he actually met my Oberon, and that was the incident where Tilsit, uh, Ryan Moore, I was riding for Charlie Hills, and uh, there was a lot of interference going on with Tilsit. Completely took out my Oberon, and uh, in the end, uh, my Oberon was. Slightly unlucky not to have been challenging a little bit more for the win. Colusi was odds on that day, travelled into the race really well, um, but in the end just didn't, didn't find anything um, uh, to go and compete for the win. So he was probably disappointing that day, but I think the ground might have been an excuse. It was quick. It was quicker ground than he's going to be encountering tomorrow and also as well at Royal Ascot. So the, the soft ground at Haydock probably should suit him, but... I just thought it was quite a tricky race. It's crappy, to... isn't it? Do you think the weight for age is a big thing with Colusi? I think it's not that big a factor. Um, or do you think the ground being that heavy, sort of the other ones are a bit more it, mature, physically ahead, it might sort of subsidize? It's it. his lack of experience. There's yeah. some old timers in here that hold no secrets. And I just think maybe at the prices, I would like to maybe look at something a little bit bigger. The one I came down on, uh, was Kesar, Ryan Moore, uh, man of the moment, and uh, Richard Hannon. Now this horse, uh, one thing I particularly like when looking at Haydock is backing course specialists. It's quite a unique track. You get a lot of horses that either love it or hate it, and Kesar seems to love it. On his last couple of starts to Haydock, he has won. He won there earlier in the year in July uh, when he won off... Uh, a mark of 105 in the handicap, thrashing everything on soft ground by uh, four and a quarter lengths. And a, re- a repeat of that performance would definitely have to see him go close, you know. And you, you're getting double figures about him with the majority of firms. 
and um, I just think with his his strong course form and often running his best races uh, he's he's a major player at a double figure price and I'd rather be on something like that than the two the two three year olds at the top of the market what do you think of a top rank lately race what do you because obviously that ran in the same race as Kazar um, finished third yeah top top rank is the, the, the form's not too bad Sabaska ran a fairly decent race uh, behind Century Dream last week in a good uh, in a Group Three at um, at Goodwood, and uh, and you would say he probably actually doesn't have to improve that much to to get involved here, um, but for me James Tate he's not had the best of seasons this year. A lot of his horses have been quite difficult to get a, a handle on, and also as well the ground might just be a little bit of concern. He's not raced in anything slower than good so that that would be a question mark so i i i can see why people might like top rank but at the end of the day he's not for me and i'd rather be um and like i said something like kesar at a double figure price who holds no secrets but it's a trappy race and i think he'll give you a good run for your money yeah um i think obviously there's looking at the runners right now there's eight declared i mean if any come out um, obviously you would, you're down to two runners each way I think looking for maybe an additional place on the sportsbook or the exchange could be the bet here I mean 10 to 1 at the moment on Kazar, best price available um, I think if you can get maybe I don't know, get 3 to 1 even 5 to 2 for 4 places that, that would be a good bet in my book um, I'd want to be against Kalozi as well I'd, I mean 5 to 2 short enough for Roger Varian's runner um, top rank eleven to two as well. You know, I think that's a decent price. But I think we we both of you want to be against the the first two in the betting. Um, so obviously Chris's selection is Kazar. I quite like top rank. I think there's still a bit of improvement there. Um, and I certainly take those two against the short price favourite. The next race we're going to look at is the two fifty class two betfair exchange old borough handicap cup, and. I know, Chris, that there's one here that you you don't like. Um, I think it's your is it your lay of lay of the weekend? Uh, nearly. I will get onto my actual win lay later, but the one I'm particularly not keen on here is Rhythmic Intent for Stuart Williams and PJ McDonald. Now this horse the betting uh, at eleven or two currently at the moment. Yeah, he's well he's been quite well punted off the boards and throughout the week for this race. And you can see why people were taken to him after his win at Newbury. Very convincing, beating frontispiece for Amanda Parrott by three lengths. But frontispiece isn't quite up to the calibre of, of this field. And this is a better race than that race at Newbury. And he's never been to the track before. And again, this is something I was I always like backing at Haydock is course specialists or... Well, horses that I think will suit the track, and I, and I just have nagging doubts, really, if the, the, the track will suit, it, suit him. Also, as well, like I know that that was the first time he'd ever tackled uh, that trip before, but for me, I just think... Um, I just think... He's, up against, he's going to be up against stronger stayers, and I just prefer others in this field, and I just think he's far too short, and... Sometimes during his career, he has occasionally thrown in a couple of stinkers or below par efforts. Uh, 
His uh, fourth at Newmarket on his penultimate start was was disappointing when he was an odds-on favourite. Um, going back from his three-year-old career, he came dead last when he ran at Newbury. Um, okay, he was hampered that day, but, you know, uh, I just think in a race this competitive, there's others at better value, and um, I would rather, I'd rather take him on. I agree. Um, just sort of looking at the new market form, I think the ground could be could have been an excuse. Um, but this this is a much tougher race than that run at new market. Um, and I, I agree with you completely. Um, I think you could potentially. I know the soft ground angle, and that, that's probably a factor into why there's so much money coming for Stuart Williams, rhythmic intent. But I mean, if he's going off, say anything shorter than eleven to four, you, you'd want to be taking that on when in place, in my opinion. Um, what's the one that you think is the big value each way in this race? Uh, each probably this is my strongest pick in this race, but I could have picked a couple. Um, I think um, Cape Coast has a solid chance for Mark Johnston. For future investment as well would be another one on my shortlist. But the one I came down on was Rashoon for Jim Crowley. And Ian Williams. Now this horse has actually again, like we were touching upon with Kesar, got a good record at the track. Previous course and distance winner, finished third in this race last year. Now he is off a seven pound higher mark. He's going to be running off a hundred tomorrow, so he probably will need a career best to win this. But he is capable of that, and he's been running okay this season. On his penultimate start, he was a winner of the Marsh Cup, which is always a hot stay and handicap at Newbury. And he doesn't mind a little bit of juice in the ground either. It was um, it was uh, soft when he finished third in this race last year, so that shouldn't be an issue. He's actually uh, a he- heavy um, ground course winner as well when he actually won over the course and distance. It was on heavy ground. And I just think, like we were saying earlier, Haydock's one of those tracks that some horses love it, some hate it. And you want to be um, on a horse that can handle the track, in my opinion. Um, also as well Jim Crowley is a really positive jockey booking uh, has ridden this horse a couple of times wasn't on last time when he did finish tailed off last at um, at Chester but I just think the track didn't suit him that day and I just think going back to a track where we know we know he runs his best performances I think he's a, he's a massive each way player and also as well another factor I should just mention Ian Williams the horse has been running slightly better this week. They've not been in great form for the majority of the summer, but in the last week, I just noticed they were picking up a few winners, and uh, I just think that's another positive for this horse's chance. Currently, a uh, sixteen to one shot best price available. There's two I actually thought again, or like to put up against Remick and Tim as well. Was Astralis? I mean, that has a bit of handy form behind our favourite Caravan of Hope. Yeah, I know yeah. the uh, the ground is a bit of an unknown. And off a mark of 92, I mean, he's he's not thrown in on a handicap mark, but I think 14 to 1 is, is a big price. I mean, Roger Vian can maybe squeeze a bit of more improvement out of him. And there's another one, just the ground angle was Timmy Stubby's Dark Jedi. I mean, this horse will love the ground, and I certainly prefer this Timmy Stubby runner to Glenn Caram Glory, which I think is just carrying too much weight. I, just, I don't think he's well handicapped. Um, Obviously, Rashoon 16 to 1 at the moment, Dark Jedi 16 to 1 chance, and Astralis is 14 to 1. So there's definitely some big each way prices there. And if, and if we can't hit a place here, I'm not sure what we're going to do, Chris. We might have to get another career. 
Yeah, maybe. Moving on. Moving on to the probably the biggest race on the Haydock card, the 325, the Group 1 Betfair Sprint Cup. Where are we going here, Chris? What do we like? Again, I think this is actually the trickiest race of the day by a long chalk. I, I think it's really hard to dismiss any of these runners because you could either you could get some of the horses at, at, at the top of the market, they bring their A game, they're clearly head and shoulders above everything else. You've got the improving three-year-olds coming in here. You've got some of the older horses as well reaching some of their peak form. And also as well, if if the main protagonist failed to turn up, you could have a couple of outsiders that seem to run really well at this track and they'll have their optimum conditions, you know. So it's really hard to dismiss, I thought, any of the any of the field really. And I think it does revolve around Dream of Dreams and Hello, Yume Zane. They're the benchmarks. Out of those two I'd probably be if if you had to if I had to nail my selections to the mask, probably would go just for Hello Yume Zane. Over Dream of Dreams, I just think he's more reliable. Dream of Dreams, obviously, an impressive winner last time in a Group Two at Newbury, but he he again is a horse that sometimes does ch- chuck in the odd uh, blip, and he he's not got a particularly good record at Haydock. When he turned up here last season, he was very disappointing. Finished um, in eighth place that day when co-favorite for the race, so. Yeah, he, he's a horse as well that will need things probably to go right for him if he's to be held up as well. And I just think Hello Yume Zane, who likes to be up with the pace, will be there or thereabouts. So I think it was quite hard to really come down on selection, but I have done done so. And my two really that I really wanted to be with, and I probably will back both, to be honest with you. Um, but the first one of those is Art Power, and the other one was Glenn Shield. Now, I've come down as my main selection on Art of Power. just thought that the run at York in the Nunthorpe it probably wasn't his ideal kind of race. Even though he has won over five furlongs, I think that was different to anything he's ever experienced before um, against proper speed merchants and the likes of Batash. And, and also as well, you've got the likes of Mosgill and Ali, you know, real proper five furlong specialists. And... Art Power, I think he's better. I think he'd be better over six, and I think it just all happened a little bit quickly from the start. And if you actually watched the the race replay, he actually did pick up quite well in the last uh, furlong or so to actually um, make up a bit of ground, and he wasn't actually stopping at the line. And his group, um, his group victory in Ireland came over six furlongs in testing ground, and if Sylvester yep. can get a good problem. That's exactly what, exactly what I was going to get on the the soft ground angle. Yeah. I think this horse absolutely relishes it. And I think you can just scrub that that run at York. Um, I think he's a massive, massive each week play. He's currently seven to one. Um, yeah, I do like him. Um, and obviously, Timmy's to be stable, coming a bit of form. And obviously, when uh, my selection in the next race can hopefully do the business at sixteen to one on the sports book, yeah, yeah. probably be bigger on the exchange. Could be a nice double for Timmy's to be. Um, what do you make of the Aidan O'Brien reader? Lope your Fernandez. Yeah, he's a hard one. You can't dismiss him because he's got actually good form in the book. Uh, with Space Blues, was running on really strongly. I can see him running on really well for a place, but to really say hand on heart that I think he's the number one for the race. Uh, he's one that you just can't. He's in there with all the others, you know, that you just can't dismiss. Yeah. But, but for me. 
I would like to have just seen a little bit more from him. Um, but he does bring some strong form to the table. There's no question uh, that, he, that, he, that he doesn't. But yeah, I just want to swear. The one I, I would just mention there without power that I do think will run a, a really good race. But I just wonder if he'll get outclassed. Is that uh, Glenn Shield for Holly Doyle and Archie Watson? We know he's going to be prominent. He'll be pretty much making the running, I think. That's the way he likes to be ridden. And he will get he will be um still plucking away at the end of the race, you know. Maybe if he's just got lacked for a turn of foot might be his downfall, you know, but again he won't mind the ground and we know he'll be still finding at the end because he can uh he, he can he can go well up to seven furlongs or a mile, you know, but just the drop down six furlongs has definitely unlocked another another side to him and I have to, to really respect his chances for an inform informed jockey obviously with Holly Doyle. Uh, I think um I think he can run a massive race too. So like we were saying it's a race that you you can't really dismiss any of their chances. They've all got claims but if I really had to to give you one selection I think I would just go to Art Power. You know it's quite interesting when I mean, you mentioned Glenn Shield um, I do think this is going to be turning into a test. I do think they're they're going to go quick early, and um, it's interesting. I'd be looking for something maybe sitting off the pace, and I've actually one of looking at both the older horses. If you look, we'll start with the Tin Man. Um, well, like the ground ran in this race last year, and actually finished in front of Dream of Dreams. So, I mean, mm. if the pace collapses, he'll he'll be he'll be running on. Didn't run that bad last time out, but there's one I actually like the older one, Brando. You know, been out of sorts of late. Um, I've backed this horse, I mean, not off a cliff, but I think this this sort of ground, this sort of race, I think he, he's usually slowly away. I mean, if they go quick early, this horse will be running on. Loves the ground, course and distance form. I mean, he's 40 to 1 on the sports boot right now. I mean, I, I think you could be getting 50s, 60s, 70s on the bet for exchange. And if they are playing four places, maybe five, I mean, that would be my bet in the race, Brando, for a place. Um, but moving on to Kempton, we're going to look at the Kempton card. The two o'clock, the Group Three Unibets Boost Eighty Sierra Stakes. I have a feeling what horse you like here, Chris. Um, potentially, is this the one we backed on debut and he hosed up? I can't remember. Is is this the one we we fancied on debut? Um, Lauded, I'm asking. Yeah, yeah, Lauded. Is is the way I'm going to play in this race? Just looking at it as a whole, I think the mystery, uh, mystery smiles, the King Power Runner, probably should be favourite with his with his form. You know, obviously I think Minzal, who won that gem crack for um Burrows, is a very lovely prospect and is doing really well at the moment. And and the form of a lot of his races has worked out quite well. So you've got to really respect Mystery Smiles. He's going to be there or thereabouts the mighty Gurkha as well uh, obviously things went wrong for Holly Doyle when she was over in France last time a bit of um the incident there the blindfold at the blindfold at the starts um and he actually ran really well even though he did finish in sixth fat he finished sixth out of seventh he actually he actually um did well after giving up so much ground at the beginning to even get involved in the race so yeah, he, he, he's dangerous. And also as well, moving back to the weather is dangerous with him as well. But I just thought lauded. 
might be the way to go here. I thought it was a bit of a strange move that Tom Dascombe decided to move him down and trip to five furlongs last time um, when he'd been running over six and he's going to be going back up to six tomorrow. And that form of the York race has worked out okay from what we've seen. Uh, the winter power of um, of uh, Tim Easterby uh, won a race at Ripon earlier in the week. So there is a little bit of substance to that form. Okay, it was only an obvious race that horse won, but at least the form, uh, it, it could, it's not done anything bad for it. But yeah, lauded. Um, if you go back and watch that race at York, it was on soft ground, which I don't think would have been ideal. He's by acclamation. Acclamation, uh, his progeny often don't like digging the ground also as well um he wasn't actually that far beaten and ran more that day didn't even bother giving him a hard time in the last a furlong or so after he knew the writing was on the wall just guided him home and he actually he actually didn't like fold away you know he still was there so he probably just lacked a turn of gear for five furlongs sticking at six furlongs tomorrow with frankie Tory but as well you know you're gonna at least hopefully get a run for your money with Frankie aboard and in what looked a trappy race I just thought he represented a little bit of value and I thought the move up to to, to six furlongs again would definitely be in his favour. Step down and trip agree I thought it was a it was a strange move um the thing that sticks out to me is that commentary stakes do you remember I called you in a panic yes this um, this please tell me this wasn't the cox horse we bet on debut and won 150 to one we weren't on remember that yeah yeah i remember we had a, a good word didn't we from from uh hector crouch one minute or something uh, that had ridden him in training said he was a, a good a good um yeah a good two-year-old but yeah just he's just unfortunate he was drawn wide wasn't he at newmark on debut and he just couldn't get in adam couldn't get him in um but listen you can't you can't win them all that was a bit of a sickener um i don't really have a an interest in this race i think it's very very trappy um, I know they do like Laureate, um, but I don't think he's been setting the, the world alight. The form for me isn't isn't that great. Um, it'd be a race that I'd be keeping stakes to a minimum. It's currently a nine to one shot best price at the moment. Moving on to the two thirty five Group Three Unibet September stakes. Is this a procession for an able Chris? Oh yeah, of course it is. Um, it's just it's just a final prep race before she goes to the arc, you know, and. It'd be great to see her. Um, I think we'll take the opportunity now just to talk a little bit more about the arc because it is turning into a fascinating race. Um, there's obviously, I don't need to mention the amount of stick that I'll keep getting every time Love wins because I said that I didn't think she was that impressive with our Oaks performance considering the form was it has been proven to be terrible. Um, she hasn't really beaten much in my opinion this season, love. I, I think she's the best of a really weak bunch of three-year-old fillies. All the form lines that from the Guineas and the Oaks uh, are not great. Um, you can pick many holes in it. Obviously, she's she's proved me wrong, and she, and she has done very well the way she travels through her races, but I just think... The price she is now going into a race where there could be so many leading contenders, it's very. You'd have to be very brave to be getting stuck into the price she is. What is she now? Around about two to one chance for the arc. I think. I think I. 
uh, uh, the same comments would be with enable for me. I said uh, again another stupid comment that enable wouldn't win again. Uh, obviously, I was um, I was right up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. I was I was right after the eclipse stakes. Uh, obviously, yeah. she she didn't win. Lost again. I thought I thought the the run in the eclipse still left us with a couple of question marks, and I still think people got a little bit carried away last time with with the king george saying she was back i just think the race as a whole obviously three runners japan showing no desire really to be anywhere near his supposed a game this season um sovereign obviously that was his first run for or it wasn't his first run but he, he hasn't really had much experience after his irish derby win you know so looking at the bare bones of that form obviously you, it's hard to know where we are with it. I think all you could take from that, King George, was yeah, yeah, she's still got a lot of ability, and and she sh- still is a Group One um, mare. But have others caught she's her up? Already peaked already, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, th- I don't think she, she she needs to prove anymore. I think she's proved she she is a superstar. Um, you don't want to be see this sort of horse getting tailed off, struggling. You want her to bow on top. That's my opinion. Yeah, I think I think and I think they're worthy of a go, you know, to, to give her another chance in the arc, you know, because it, 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 I think it's a little bit it's been a little bit you have to be very careful what you say about Enable. Uh, obviously she's been a great horse, um, brought many new fans to the game, um, and it's a great story with Frankie and John Gosden, you know, and everything that goes with it, you know, and she's a very lovable mare. Um, Barbara Gable will come after you if you see anything negative. Yeah, I mean, I, and, I, and I've loved watching Enable, you know, but I, I'm always the man on the lookout for for the next thing coming. Um, you know how we always look for a, we always look for a lay, we look for an angle who both love Betfair. Love 15 to 8 for the arc, Enable 5 to 2, surely me and you are going to be laying them too. I, I would be laying them in the term is I would probably be looking for a bet elsewhere, but would I want to get stuck in for on laying on the Betfair exchange or any other kind of exchange to 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 layer for the win? No, because they 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 could win. It's just if we're looking if we were looking at a sportsbook point of view and trying to have a bet on the arc. I would want to look at something probably more at a double figure price, especially at this year where you've Each got the, select, yeah. yeah, where you got the and we were proved to be right with that last year with Waldgeist. Um, Sorry, Chris, sorry, not here. Love fifteen to eight or enable eleven to four, five to two. Which one? Which one do you think's a better value? Oh, geez, that's that's like asking between your left and your right. Um, I think love's short enough. I would, I'd rather I'd rather take Enable because we know she's yep. been there, got the t-shirt. But yep, I would I, I would still be worried about something like Gareth if he goes. You know, like he's he's beaten Enable quite comfortably. The one I keep going back to, it, who I do think is a massive price, and some people might say that, that it's a little bit sharp for him. But I keep going back to Stradivarius for the arc for me. I haven't really to one publicly moment. said it on Twitter or anything, but when I've spoken to people in the game, like away from social media and that, I keep saying that Stradivarius, I think he's underestimated for the arc. You know, 14 to 1, we're talking about one of the greatest stairs of all time. And he and he ran a very credible race at Newmarket. 
or when he yeah he was he's given a very very considerate ride like um, hands and heels being yeah 14 to 1 if this if this if this horse is ready and being trained for this sort of trip heavy ground and if they go a pace and he, he's going to be there he's, he's going to be in the top four yeah i mean yeah he, he'll be there or thereabouts you know and and that's what i mean he'll be doing all his best work late on it you know and if 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 Frank Frankie got there too early, on unable, you know, and we're looking for a, a closer, Stradivarius would be that closer. Um, if the ground, pardon. Does Frankie stick with unable, or do you think he'd go Stradivarius, or who do you think take? Oh well, he, well he's going to be riding unable. There's no doubt about that. But I think Andrea Azani has ridden him a couple of times before. Mm-hmm. Would definitely yeah. probably get get the call. I think. Um, I think I think he and and he's talented enough. He rode his thousandth uh, British uh, winner yesterday, so you know, he's solid. You, you you know if you get if if Zaney was booked, he would he would definitely uh, give Stradivarius every chance of winning. No negative jockey booking at all there. So so yeah, so that's where I'm kind of at. I'm at with the art picture. But going back to enable tomorrow, I just think this should be a procession and. If we had to maybe look at a bet, maybe taking um taking something else from the race, what else could maybe finish second or third? This is a Melbourne Cup kind of trial for quite a few of them. Prince of Aaron, he'll be going down under Almania as well, uh for David Simcock. I think T and Dali as well. Prince of Aaron's not gonna be fully tuned up for this race in my opinion. And that the sort of trip, he'd probably be one that I know that you like Kirsten Bosch. I prefer him at the pricing, especially over Prince of Iron to finish. Yeah, well, Ka- well, well Kirsten Bosch is actually a filly trained by James Fanshawe, a trainer that does really well with his fillies. Um, and this horse actually ran on a seasonal reappearance uh, in a listed race at Salisbury, or was it a Group 3? I can't remember now. But she, Salisbury, Philly stage, yeah. Yeah, yeah, finished fourth in what was actually quite a nice, quite a nice contest, actually, for the grade. Um, and that was her first appearance. Now I think she was kind of crying out for going up in trip a little bit. That was over ten furlongs that day, if I remember. And the trip tomorrow is going yep. to be over a mile and a half. So I think that should, uh, that was suit. James Vanshaw's team have been going under the radar a lot recently, and he's been having quite a few winners. I think he's operating around about twenty five percent strike rate. Um, so I think if we were looking at alternative play markets or place markets i think kirsten bosch with james Dewell as well booked for the ride there's a lot to like about our chances of running a big race if some of these other names don't turn up yeah i I don't in my opinion prince of Aaron, um short enough in the betting without market just sort of looking at kirsten but is run at salisbury apple insta so Mark Prescott's horse actually finished behind Love at York in yeah. a group one. So that form actually looks okay. Um, lightly raced, will appreciate the step up and trip. Um, it's currently a 40 to one shot on the sports book on the outright. Mm. So w- the way I'd be playing this race would be, I- I'd-, I'd probably be betting a place, um, place market on bet for the three or four additional places. Um, and Kirsten Botch would be the bet. I'm currently seeing about eight to one at the moment. Which, in my opinion, is massive. It's a huge price, um, and obviously the additional place is slightly short, shorter. Um, moving on to Ascot, um, I know this is the sort of race that you love. Big handicap, class two heritage handicap. Love as a stakes. 
and and receiving the best to last. Yeah, that's right. Give, um, give, us, give us the nap, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were we were talking about um, this this morning. Um, you and me both like Shandos for David Egan and Roger Vera. Now this is still still a tight race. I mean, you've got a few in here that have strong form lines could still um, have a bit more improvement to come. But this Shandos holds some really strong form by Golden Horn, who's a star I've noticed over the last few weeks. It's just starting to come into his own now. Obviously, an impressive horse when he was with John Gosden a few years ago. Arc winner, derby winner. Um, but now he's, you know, he's just starting to do quite well with his progeny. And this horse, Shandos, got some really strong form next to his name. Um, most notably, when he was actually made favourite for a novice race at Salisbury, when he finished yep. fourth to Kenzai Warrior, who went on to win a Group 3 for Roger Till. You have Max Vega in there as well, who's now rated 109. Um, he went on to win uh, the, the Group 3 Zetland Stakes at Newmarket. And then also as well in that race, you have Mambo Knight, who's been a fairly useful tool in some decent handicaps at the festivals this year for Roger uh, for Richard Hannon. So that was a really it's strong... Six as well, Chris. Six as well. Khalifa sat. Yeah, Khalifa sat as well, second Holland. second in the derby. So, so that was a very strong race at Salisbury for an average for for the for the for the week. So, yeah, I mean, he's he's off in this race with a mark of eighty nine, and you're thinking the horses we just mentioned now are a hundred plus horses, and he. I think this is a caravan of hope moment, Chris. Um, I can't. I, I'm looking at it right now, five to one ninety two. Mm. Um, I think that price is absolutely well, massive. He ran really well at Ascot last time on his first run of the season, where he looked like he probably would improve a lot for that run. Um, and yeah, Roger Varian couldn't be in better form, doing really well at the moment, operating at twenty nine percent strike rate with all his runners. Um, you know, and David Egan is is impressed me ever since he lost his claim he's done really well over the last couple of seasons been given plenty of opportunities by Roger Varian and I'm really sweet on this and for all the races that we're we're previewing in this podcast he would have to be my strongest selection yeah I mean the form certainly stacks up and as we sort of went through the potential dangers uh, my Frankel of top weight of 96 high enough I'll have to improve again Kipps, very frustrating type for Huey Morrison and Coconut, who won well last time. But I mean, the second looked quite awkward, I thought. And back in handicap company of 85, I mean, this looks tough enough for Ed Walker's Philly. I think Shandos, I, mean, I don't think that 5 to 1 is going to be there tomorrow. Um, I think I think this is probably about a 5 to 2 shot, 11 to 4. And they will they will come for Roger Varian's horse. Um, and I know this is your nap, Chris Shanda Shandos. So, fingers crossed that we can land this on Saturday. I'd probably say my my best bet would be I like Dark Jedi. It's currently a fourteen to one shot, or sixteen to one in places. Love the ground, stable in form. Sixteen to one nap. We're going to have a Bills and Brook moment here, Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Possibly. I think someone's a bit popular there. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll. we'll uh... Will definitely be um socially distancing in the pub if um on Saturday night if some of these come in. I, I also as well just wanted to briefly touch before we finish on 
on the Prix de Moulin, only a six-runner race. And this is actually where my lay of the weekend is going to come in. Uh, come into play, and that and that that's uh, Pinatuba. I think he's far too short uh, for this quality race. There's no doubt about it. You've got some top horses in here. It's going to be a great watch um, on Sunday afternoon in the Pre Moulin at Longshot uh, Group One, over a mile. And you've got um, you've got Pinatuba. We've got Siskin, Romanize, Victor Ladorum, um, Circus Maximus, uh, Persian King. You know all have strong chances but for me Pinatubo yes he won the the Jean Pratt last time out but for me I think there's other horses in here better than the mile and I, I'd rather I think Pinatubo would be more effective like I said all along this season over six and seven furlongs I think that's kind of his 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 ideal trip um, the one in this race that I would actually be quite interested in backing for the win would be Victor Ladorum for Andre Fab. Um, Victor Ladorum uh, was the winner of the French 2000 Guineas. A nice performance that day at Dover when he ran on really strongly. Didn't think the form was much to write home about, but um, uh, he, did, he did it well enough. And I think dropping back to Amar will suit him. He's been held on his last couple of starts behind John Gosden's Mishrif, uh, who's a pre de Jockey Club winner, um, then beat him in the Guillaume de, Arno, de Ornano uh, Group 2 last time out. So, so yeah, he, he, he has got some good form with Mishrif there. And like I said, just dropping back from uh, 10 furlongs to the mile, I think it would be a massive positive for him and we know he's going to be doing all his best work late on Circus Maximus will make the run in and I think it'll be a match between Pinatubo, Siskin and Victor Ladorum who finds more and at the prices I'd rather back Victor Ladorum at, a, at 10 to 1 who I think um, could just be a little bit underestimated in the market and I would probably like to be against Pinatubo who I just think might get out battled uh, in the closing stages over a mile. So that's why I would be uh, keen to take him on in the Moulin. Hasn't looked the, tough, the toughest in a battle, but a two-ball. I agree with you that. Um, at Newmarket, I think it was a couple of runs back, just out-battled. I think it was in the Guineas, looked yeah. a bit. Didn't didn't look the toughest. And then it... um, I, I think this is a solid race, mm. Chris. Circus Maximus, been around the block, Siskin, Romanized, Victor LeBron, Persian King. I mean, this, this is a solid race in... 11 to 10 Pinatubo. I mean, I think he, I think you've got to be be taking taking him on at that price. Um, uh, obviously, that race is on Sunday, 6th of September. You've got to be you've got to be taking him on. Um, and one thing I would add as well, um, we'll be putting a link um, below in the bio because um, we've had a, we've actually had some people reaching out to us about Betfair. It's mainly because I, I I keep going on about obviously I am an employee. If anyone is interested in using the product, um, just drop us an email. Um, we can send you a link to tutorial, backing link. Um, I love it. Um, I think there's so much value to be had. Um, we'll put a link in in our bio just with a, a sign up. Um, and there's a couple of good offers at the moment, so you can sort of play about if it's so you've got no risk. Um, and what I'll do, I'll just quickly go through all the selections that myself and Chris have put up. Um, for Haydock, the 145 Kassar, each way 10 to 1. The 250 Chris likes Rushan each way. Rhythmic Intent is a place lay. He's not keen on it at all. And I like Dark Jedi, about 16 to 1. 
Um, it's actually my nat each way. And the 325, competitive, but Chris likes art power each way, seven to one. And I've went for an optimistic Brando 40 to one each way. Will be bigger on the day on, on the exchange and certainly want to look at in the place market and, and additional places. Kempton, two o'clock. One that me and Chris done very well on, lauded on debut at Haydock, Tom Dascom's currently nine to one, ten to one in places, two thirty-five. Should be a procession for enable. So we're looking at the betting without enable markets. And we both like Kirsten Bosch, who's currently about an eight to one, um, which we think is massive. And it's another one, if you are looking for a bit a bit of value, I'd be looking on the the place market on the exchanges. Um and to wrap things off, Ascot. Chris likes Shandos, Nap, 9-2, to 5-1. Certainly wouldn't put anyone off. Form looks solid, that Salisbury form. Um, listen, it's been great, Chris, um, and hopefully we get a couple of winners and hopefully your Nap wins later on this afternoon. But cheers, everyone. Good luck this weekend on your betting. Cheers.